0: It's time for The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Tuesday, August 2nd, 2016. We have 17 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have west winds today, 5 to 10 knots. And today we're going to talk about the arrival of the Astoria Ferry, tourist number two, in Astoria yesterday morning after a challenging trip at sea from Puget Sound. But first, a look at today's ship schedule. We have two inbounders. We have seven in the Astoria Anchorage. We have eight outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is a bulk carrier called the Falmouth Bay, arriving from South Korea, headed for Astoria's anchorage. She'll be heading upriver eventually to pick up wheat. Look for her in the anchorage by about 5.30 this morning. The Geneva Star is arriving from Japan, headed for Astoria's anchorage. She's going upriver also to pick up wheat, and will arrive in Astoria's anchorage at about 12.30 a.m. on Wednesday. So a big gap in time between those two arriving ships, one early in the morning and one late in the evening. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have the Sakura Dream. She's headed for Vancouver, Washington today um, to pick up wheat. She'll be leaving around 9 a.m., arriving in Vancouver mid afternoon, so maybe around 3 p.m. We have several vessels. We have actually five vessels awaiting in the Astoria Anchorage, awaiting the orders to head upriver the Golden Ginger, the Beijing 2008, the Manusos P, the t 1, and the Hanjin Hadong. They're all Bulk carriers, they're all waiting, and they'll go up eventually and pick up cargoes such as wheat or some kind of dry mineral cargo when they get up into the the Portland-Vancouver area. And we have a research vessel, the Geo Resolution. She's at the port of Astoria. Uh, Research vessels sometimes come into Astoria to refuel, to uh, pick up supplies, to change crews, and to change research crews. So um, lots of reasons to come into Astoria. Astoria is fairly close to the ocean. And uh, compared to, um, and is accessible, and um, so that's that's a reason why you often see, um, well, from time to time, put it that way, you do see research vessels stopping at the port of Astoria. In our outbounders, we have the Ruby Inda leaving the Kalama Anchorage with wheat on board around 10 a.m., passing Astoria outbound maybe around 1 p.m. today. The Kipro Spirit is uh, leaving Portland carrying wheat around 10 a.m., passing Astoria outbound outbound around maybe 4 o'clock or so. The articulated tug-and-barge rig, the Dublin Sea, is heading out of Portland, I think petroleum there, leaving around 10.30 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 5 p.m. A bulk carrier called the Galleon is heading out of Portland with wheat today, leaving around 12.30 You might see her glide past Astoria's waterfront around 6.30 p.m. The Asian Trust is leaving Portland. She's a car carrier with Hyundais on board, leaving around 2 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 8 p.m. The SBI Hermes is leaving Vancouver. Bentonite clay on board, leaving around 3 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 9 p.m. The Pisces leader is another car carrier with Subarus on board, leaving around 3 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 9 p.m. The Lady Marit is leaving Vancouver with wheat on board around 6.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 12.30 a.m. on Wednesday. And a little more about our marine weather forecast. Uh, In the main channel on the Columbia River Bar at the very mouth of the river, combined seas two to four feet. Today and tonight, seas will temporarily build to 6 feet um, during those ebbs. We have a very strong ebb that began around 5 a.m. and another one around 5 p. or 5.30 p.m. Um, times to stay off the Columbia River Bar. That's why it is in the forecast. It's a kind of a cautionary thing to let you know when the most turbulent times will be happening there on the bar. In our overall marine weather forecast, uh, those west um, winds, 5 to 10 knots, uh, wind waves, 2 feet, at four seconds apart, and northwest swells two feet high at about seven seconds and a chance of showers today. Well, if you're tuned into things in and around Astoria, you might have heard that the historic Astoria Ferry, the tourist number two, is safely in Astoria. She arrived yesterday after an eventful trip from Puget Sound that began last week and ended Monday. Along the way, the boat and her two-man crew made two stops, one in Nia Bay and one in Grays Harbor. As the Astoria Regatta gets underway later this month and the boat begins to get the attention she deserves as a historic ferry that's finally back in her old stomping ground, I'd just like to take a moment to honor the people who journeyed her here and explain a little bit about why this was no mean feat. This was not like motoring from Portland to Astoria on the river, or like going from one side of Puget Sound to the other, not that those don't have their challenges, they do. This particular trip involved taking quite a bit of calculated risk that included taking this boat out in the ocean and planning the best times to move and the best times to wait. Most mariners are not going to toot their own horns about things like this, so allow me. Here are some of the things that I think are kind of extraordinary about this voyage. It involved a ferry boat, a wooden ferry boat that is almost 100 years old, traveling in the ocean, which is a very demanding body of water, and this boat was really not designed for those conditions originally. And while the tourist number 2 must have endured rough weather in her transits across the river between Astoria and Megler, that was many years ago. And conditions in the ocean create strain on vessels that just doesn't happen in the river generally. So this is a very old boat, uh, probably a boat that's had a lot of wear, that held up very well under very stressful conditions. And the captain must have known that she would or he would not have made this trip. Some of the risks that they faced included high winds, constant ocean swells, and currents that run along the coast. They made it safely, but that's primarily because they knew what they were doing. And I knew that these mariners were experienced people just by watching how they handled this passage. First, they ventured out to the end of the Strait of Juan de Fuca and made a judgment then that the weather was just too bad to continue. They were sort of assessing the conditions as they went, they ducked into Nia Bay. Right, one of the few safe harbors along that area of the coast, and waited for better weather. After a few days, when calmer conditions prevailed, they made the run to Gray's Harbor, the next safe place where they could take the boat if they had a problem, and then finally to the Columbia River Bar. Both of those runs were very carefully calculated. The boat reached Gray's Harbor by midnight on Sunday and early, this, early yesterday morning rather on the Columbia River Bar. These arrivals were not random or based on convenience. They were timed around the tide so that the boat could cross both river bars on the rising or flood tide. Now, why bother to do that? Well, if you are a regular listener to the ship report, you know that on an ebb or falling tide, there is so much water rushing out of the mouth of the rivers along the coast that it creates conditions that are quite unstable and dangerous. Mariners who wait to enter the river's mouth on the rising or flood tide are taking advantage of a number of conditions that exist only then. The current, for instance, will be moving in the direction they want to go, and that is into the river. And the conditions and currents will be much calmer in general and easier easier to negotiate. So it's not a random choice that the captain made to cross the Columbia River Bar early Monday morning. He didn't do it to create photo opportunities at the dock or to fit a schedule based on land activities. He knew that if he missed that window of opportunity, the safest thing to do would have been to wait six hours offshore until the tide rose again. In order to make it to the mouth of the Columbia River early Monday morning, the crew did not have much time to rest at Grays Harbor. So I imagine they're enjoying a much-needed rest now after a job well done. Welcome home, tourist number two. Your new life has just begun. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.